At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like my Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we've got an absolutely tremendous hour for you guys. We're going to be diving into the NFL wildcard games with our good friend Ryan Kramer. He does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's going to be joining me in about 15 minutes to be able to break these games down. So we're going to get you guys some plays for this Wednesday, taking a look at some college basketball, and then going to get you guys all set for the weekend as well, taking a look at what we're all getting in terms of the NFL wildcard round as well. So we've got a tremendous hour coming up for you. Welcome to anyone that is joining us listening out there on sports map radio as well you are in now a part of the vsin family and great to have you aboard here on the great peterson experience and great to have a great slate of games that's going to be going down for this college basketball wednesday as well how about if we take a look at some big east action as i do think that this one is very intriguing we go seven of five seven of six on the betting board xavier is going to be playing us creighton creighton is between a three to a three and a half point underdog we've seen some moves on this game, as I know that most books have been sitting three for much of the night, but we have been seeing a few tick up to a three and a half year total on this game, sitting between 151 and a half and 152. So it's a total that has went down just a little bit. And with the Xavier team, it is very much a little bit of a roll the dice when you take in under with them, because this team has been absolutely gunning it under Sean Miller this year. Xavier in the top 25 in terms of total possessions per game and they're a top 20 offense in terms of points scored on a per possession basis. And a lot of it has to do with their big men, Jack Nunge, Zach Fremantle. They're combining for a little bit over 15 rebounds per game. They do a really nice job giving you 15 plus points per game apiece, but let's call it what it is. Sule Boom has been one of the best transfers in all of college basketball. Comes in from UTEP and he has been absolutely stroking it from three-point range for a Xavier team that ranks in the top eight as a whole from three-point range as they are shooting about 40.8% from three-point range, and boom, he's brought the boom. 47% from three-point range, 4.7 assists, 1.4 steals, stat sheets suffer, and then Kobe Jones has really been able to do a good job with his overall versatility. Gives you 14 points, five boards, five assists, one and a half steals, whatever you need, he is able to provide that. So I do think that it's going to be a bit of an uphill battle for Creighton, which is why this is a number that I personally set at four. So at three, even if you have one of those books that has one to three and a half, still a little bit of value here on Xavier, in my opinion. Meanwhile, you've got a Creighton bunch that 
I mean, with Ryan, Ryan Kelkbrenner back in the fold, that is absolutely massive. You could tell just when he was out of the fold that this was not the same team. He's a seven-footer that's able to shoot it from three-point range. and shoots it well from three-point range as well. He doesn't just attempt these shots. He buries right around 38 to 39% of them. He's been able to chip in there 14 and a half points, seven boards, two blocks per game, and shoots overall from the four, 74.8%. And among qualifying players is one of the best marks in all of college basketball. And then when you've got Ryan Emmert, Cutting down on these turnovers, he was averaging more around three and a half last season, down to 1.8 this season. It makes Creighton all the more efficient, and Creighton a little bit more of an up-tempo team, but not a team that's really looking to play at a super breakneck pace by any stretch of the imagination. They're in the low to mid-100s in terms of total possessions per game. Xavier, we know exactly what they're looking to do. They have scored 83-plus points in each of their last four games. This is a super-duper up-tempo team, so... Makes this total very interesting because I do think that Creighton, at the very minimum, is going to be able to provide a speed bump in this game. Ultimately, I just don't think that they've got enough to be able to hang with Xavier because they've been really utilizing six guys. And with Frederick King being that sixth guy, a guy that they discovered while Ryan Kalkbrenner was out due to injury, I just don't think that they have the depth to be able to take down a Xavier team that they themselves they could use a little bit more out of some like Kai Kai Tandy, Jerome Hunter, but the starting five with Adam Kunkel being able to chip in their double figures has been absolutely supreme for Xavier. As a result, I did set Xavier as a four-point favorite. I'm going to be willing to lay this number, and the opener was 153. We're getting a little bit of value on the under, as I set my total at 152. Now I'm seeing this tick down to 151.5 in some spots, and at 151.5, that'll be my buy point on the over. So I'm in a little bit of wait-and-see mode with regards to the total, see how it moves in the AM, but here at 3 to 3.5, I think you've got relatively solid value with the Xavier Musketeers. And I do think that you've got some pretty solid value taking a look at the under in this game. 731, 732 on the board. South Florida, they are on the road facing off against Houston. The Cougars are between a 22 and a 22 and a half point favorite. Seeing a couple straight 23s out there in your total on this game. And between 128 and a half and 129. I want to see how this line moves in the AM in terms of the side because it's open up at 23 and 23 is essentially my minimum buy point on South Florida because you're playing a dangerous game when you decide that you're going to be taking the underdog of really north of 15 points with Houston. Houston, in their last 31 games, as at least a 15-point favorite, they have covered 23 of those 31 games. There are very few teams that are able to do this as a big, giant favorite. Houston, time and time again, they're able to do so. And it's because Houston entered into the day on Tuesday as the number two team in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, Tennessee was that number one team. And with Tennessee giving up, well, I mean, it wasn't by any stretch of the imagination a bad performance, but they gave up some points in the first half. They might be number one when it's all said and done when things are recalibrated in the AM. It's just a Houston team that they get after it on the boards. You've been able to have someone like a Javier Francois come in and do a much better job than expected given the scene five plus rebounds per game. You've had Jarens Walker be able to shoot it from three-point range. He chips in their six-half rebounds per game, and just a Houston squad that they do an absolutely amazing job just time and time again covering these big, giant numbers. And if you want to go a little bit further, if you stretch this out to Houston being a 19-point favorite or greater, so this is a little bit closer to the line than even a 15, they have went 29-1 and against the spread in their last 30 games as at least a 19-point favorite. I mean... It's just absolutely insane the way that they're able to cover these numbers. Meanwhile, for South Florida, they do bring in Tyler Harris. Harris was playing at Memphis last season, so he's got great familiarity with the AEC. And with Harris, he's been able to give the team 15.5 points per game. And he's up to a South Florida team that was dead last in the country last year in terms of three-point shooting percentage. Not to say that 31.8% three-point shooting is, by any stretch of the any stretch of the imagination, amazing, but... You know what? It's marked improvement, and Tyler Harris has really been the fulcrum of this offense. The South Florida team that really since the beginning of the month of December, they've been able to get to 70 points on the regular, but now you have to go up against a Houston team that they've done such an amazing job with their defense, and Houston has allowed more than 67 points once this year. That is to an Alabama team that they scored 71 on them in Alabama. They're in the top 10 in terms of possessions per game. They're one of the most dominant just teams in general. In all of college basketball, South Florida, 
to their credit, they've cranked up their tempo a little bit more. They're right around 160th in terms of possessions per game. They're actually up a full nearly three and a half possessions per game more than they were a season ago in terms of their style, but it's not going to matter in this spot. Houston, they are going to be able to pound them into oblivion. They're going to do a very good job of slowing things down. You've got such a efficient point guard in Jamal Shedd. He only gives this Houston team right around eight to nine points per game, but he doles out the ball, being able to give up five assists to less than two turnovers per game. Very, very efficient with it. He's able to generate steals. And for South Florida, it is a team that they turn the ball over right around 12 and a half times per game. Celta Miguel has been able to give you 11 points per game, but that said, this is a circumstance where I do want to be seeing where this line is going to be moving in the AM. 23 is my minimum buy point on South Florida. That was the opener, but we're seeing this tick down to 22 in quite a few spots. And if we continue to see it tick down, I'm going to be willing to lay the Mondo number with Houston. They've done a great job of being able to cover these numbers in the past. And when it comes to Soto, set it at a 125. So even though 129 might sound low, Houston has been able to play quite a few of these games of the under because they are just so gosh darn dominant on defense. So going to be taking a look at this little under. And with Houston, 22 or less, I'm going to be willing to lay 23 or more. It's going to be a take for me on South Florida. How about if we head out to the SEC? We're going to be staying in the great state of Texas for Texas A&M and Missouri. 735-736 on the board. You've got Texas A&M, a 4 to 4.5 point favorite. We've seen a rather sizable move on this game. It opened up at 2.5. Total is between 150.5 and 151. And Texas A&M, I felt like they should have been more like a 2 to a 2.5 point favorite. So now that I'm getting the 4, I think that you've got some pretty solid value. Missouri has just time and time again been able to back up that their run under Dennis Gates has not been a fluke. Now, the Kentucky win is beginning to look a little bit worse, but they were able to knock off Central Florida in a game that they got down, I think it was like 10-0 to very, very early on in, so they were able to do a good job there. They were able to have put together a nice performance against LSU. You're able to go down the list. It's a Missouri team that I have been thoroughly impressed by. Meanwhile, you've got a Texas A&M team that they're coming off of a nice win against LSU, but with this Texas A&M team, they're always at their best when they're just pounding teams on defense. And the squad that Buzz Williams has hasn't necessarily been able to do so. They've got good well-roundedness. As you got Tyrese Radford, Henry Coleman combining for about 22.5 points and rebounds per game. And Wade Taylor has formed himself into that go-to scorer for this team. He's averaging over 15 points per game for a Texas A&M team that you know, shoot about 32% from three. Main Achilles heel of this Missouri team is that three-point shot as they are one of the worst in all of college basketball being able to guard it. They're about 186th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, but it's not like Texas A&M has necessarily been batting down the hatches with their defense either. 94th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, so I will point this out. They're giving up 20.4 points fewer per one of possessions when they're at home than on the road for Texas A&M, so that votes in their favor, but for Missouri, you've got pretty much five different guys that give you at least two assists per game. Very well-rounded team. You got two guys in Demoya Hoge along with Kobe Brown that average right around 15 and a half points per game. So you get pretty much eight guys that are able to give you double figures on any given night. That's very dangerous. So with this Missouri team, I did make them a two and a half point underdog. I'm going to be willing to take the points in this ordeal. I do think that Texas A&M going to look to throttle this game down a little bit. So seeing 151 out there, I'm going to be looking to take the under as I set my total more around a 150 to a 150 and a half. And coming up next, what we're taking a look at. NFL wildcard weekend. Ryan Kramer, who does amazing work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He joins me next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every single game? The betting splits page, it is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes that way. You're able to see the changes in the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match up with the public opinion. You're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well, as betting splits are another way that VSIN is here year-round to make you a smarter better. So check out today's betting splits for every single game now at VSIN.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by Ryan Kramer. He does amazing work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and he's a man that, much like myself, is geared up for playoff football. And Ryan, I think that you shaved the head this week for those watching on VEASAN.com. I love it, and I love having you aboard. Thank you. Appreciate it. It, uh, My cycle and the playoff cycle uh, synced up this week, so I'm feeling pretty (laughs) good about that. I wanted to make sure people could see I got the playoff beard going. I'm not going to touch this thing, unlike Brian Dable, turn it into a goatee. No one liked that decision. So wanted to make sure people uh, understand that I got the player, playoff beard going, and I'm ready. Yep, we've got two buzz cuts going on, so that way, if there's something that makes us tear our hair out, there's really not a lot of hair to be torn out. So that makes me very heavy right there. And what else makes me heavy is taking a look at the playoffs, and you make no bones about it. You are a New York Giants fan, and this is such an interesting game between they and the Minnesota Vikings. I'm sure that you're a little bit salty about how the first game went, that walk-off 60-plus yard field goal where the Giants, they outgained the Minnesota Vikings, but they could not quite get there, and we're seeing a line that lines up exactly with what we saw in the last matchup. Vikings are a three-point favorite. Total on this game is 48-and-a-half. I think that we could be staring at yet another field goal game this is one where I am personally hoping that we can get either a two and a half on the Vikings or a three and a half on the Giants because right now at three, I just think that this is the correct number. I want to get your thoughts though. Yeah, I mean it's it's also one of the few teams in the league that has what, what seems to be a real home field advantage. The playoffs, you got to imagine that home field is going to get stronger. On the other side, like you mentioned, this was a game that they, the the Vikings lost in most measurements of a game other than points. Look, it's a coin flip game. They won most of their coin flips this year, as did the Giants. I think combined, they only lost two one-score games, or three if you include the Eagles in the last week with the Giants. And so uh, it certainly seems like another game where it's going to come down to the wire. The difference is the Giants getting some reserves back, a little help with Justin Jefferson. Adoree Jackson looks to be uh, healthy and ready to play. Xavier McKinney, who had the uh, ATV accident down in in, uh, Cabo, He's back. He played uh, all of the week 17 games. So I think having some of those defensive reinforcements, the defensive line rested, obviously you see the way the game played out the first time needed a 61 yard field goal to take it. So for me, I I understand the adjustment from four, four and a half down to three here, but I'm still taking the dog. And especially when you highlight the coaching edge, we're seeing Mike Kafka getting head coaching uh, interview requests already. Uh, we know what Wink Martindale has done, and uh, and you heard what teams have said now. Jalen Hurts on record saying, wow, the defense got a lot more confusing the second time I faced them. So looking forward to see the coaching edge play out on the field and looking forward to my uh, my Giants taking home the victory. And whenever I hear the name Mike Kafka, I can only think one thing. Northwestern football. 
I don't know how, I don't know why, but I always just come back to that. I remember him back in the day over there. Maybe it's because it was in my high school slash college days, but that said, I always think of that whenever I think of Mike Kafkun. Whenever I think of the LA Chargers, I think of a team that is going to find a way to screw things up. They are between a one and two point favorite here against the Jacksonville Jaguars with a total that's right in the mid 40s, right around 44 and a half is where you're finding it. Where do you stand on this game? Because with the Chargers, I think that they've got much more talent than the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that Justin Herbert is an amazing quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is ascending, but I feel like Justin Herbert in this game is a guy that I want a little bit more. I just can't bring myself to bet the Chargers, though, because I have no idea when Brendan Staley is going to do something stupid and cost the Chargers. It's funny. I went through the whole Giants-Vikings handicap. I didn't even mention Kirk Cousins screwing stuff up. You're, you're totally <laughs> right to feel that way, right? Like, it's become a verb, the Charger. And it, it, that would totally make me feel good about fading them in every scenario that wasn't them getting to face the Jacksonville Jaguars after their Super Bowl, defeating uh, the, the Titans, winning the division, Doug Peterson first year, Trevor Lawrence, what a rebound coming out of a Urban Meyer rookie year and now bringing his team to the playoffs. To me, I think this this also kind of queuing up to be the pros versus Joe's game of the week. I know a lot of the sharp money coming in on the Jacksonville side here. You know, I guess a little surprised maybe to see the Chargers open up as big of a favorite as they did, but uh, it's it's hard to see this going anywhere else. Maybe this closes Jacksonville minus two and a half. But uh, to me, in a playoff game, talent rises to the top, and I don't think there's many scenarios where I'm going to feel good about taking Trevor Lawrence over Justin Herbert. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to be able to get there with regards to a quarterback matchup. When it comes to coaching matchup, very easy for me to be able to bet on Doug Peterson. And I do think that that's what's so confounding about this because you take a look at like one position battle. It's like, oh, how could I bet on this team? Meanwhile, you take a look at the coaching edge and it's like, oh, how could I ever take Brandon Staley? So you're able to slice this many different ways. And before we just continue on, I just want to get your thoughts here because I know that in terms of taking a look at futures, something that was suggested a few days ago by David Baker is because a lot of times odds be able to win the championship in your respective conference like the AFC you're finding a lot of teams like for example the Buffalo Bills are at like two to one to win the Super Bowl they're four to one do you think that there might be a little bit of value in terms of taking a look at an AFC team to be able to win the Super Bowl rather than just their conference itself and vice versa maybe an NFC team to not win the Super Bowl but rather their conference because the way that I just see this playoff picture it feels like the AFC teams this year are significantly stronger than the NFC teams Sands really the 49ers and the Eagles. What could possibly go wrong? I mean, the, <laughs> my Giants have won Super Bowls in years where the, the, the AFC was seen as a much stronger conference. I, I do think that if you were you were sharp enough to grab AFC lane uh, two and a half, which I know was available at some point this year in three, that that's certainly a fun way, play, place to play it. I, I do think when you're looking at the premium teams, especially on the AFC side, there's probably more value in that Super Bowl price because, as you mentioned, the you know in theory they're they're going to be minus 160 at minimum against pretty much anyone they face on the other side of the ball. So, uh, you know, to me, I, I actually like the idea of looking down the board. I, I know it's become kind of a popular opinion, but I definitely want to have some exposure to this this Bengals team and their slightly longer price as you know, they're, they're laying a touchdown as well in this first game. And I don't think it's necessarily reflected in their overall futures market. That being said, I'll be out in beautiful Las Vegas uh, tomorrow doing some shows out of the wind with, uh, with, with, with uh, our podcast, the sports gambling podcast. And I, I will definitely be coming in uh, to, to place a future on the New York giants. And I'm trying to figure out if I want to go long shot on the AFC side or just, something a little chalkier. So I'll, I'll have to shop the prices, but right now it's looking like I'll be doing a Giants and Bills future. Yeah, I do not blame you there as they're towards the top of the board as you've got obviously the Chiefs number one in terms of your AFC teams, but you just rattled off number two and number three and you just brought up the Cincinnati Bengals. What are you expecting from their game against the Ravens? Because right now the Ravens are a touchdown underdog and the question marks aren't with the Cincinnati Bengals. We know what we're getting out of the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow after week two. I mean, the Bengals were legitimately the best team in the league after those first two losses. Meanwhile, you got a Baltimore Ravens team that, I mean, I didn't think that Lamar Jackson was coming back after one week. I thought that they were underselling us the injury. 
I also didn't think we'd be sitting here on Wild Card Weekend wondering whether or not Lamar Jackson was going to be going either. So I felt like they undersold us at first. Now, I just, I don't know what to make out of this. Is it Lamar Jackson trying to just hold off for the contract talks or what have you? Is it just that it was an underreported injury and it's much worse than expected because this is such a befuddling situation? And even if Lamar Jackson can't go, there's no guarantee that you're going to get Tyler Huntley either. I mean, it certainly looked like they rested Huntley last week as the contingency plan. I do. I have seen some medical professional types coming out and kind of defending Lamar, saying, hey, th if this injury was legit, he could still be banged up. And that certainly uh, is what's being reported from, like, eyes on the ground in terms of what he's looking like. I know there's been reports from notable national media guys saying he will be going this weekend, but... To your point, too, like the idea that you can just come back after missing all this practice. I mean, it's the reason the Eagles kind of fortunate to have to roll Jalen Hurts out there last week. You don't want to go a, a month, a month and a half and then have have your quarterback come off an injury and, and just like plug right back into the offense. So, you know, to me, the one thing that scares me here, though, found some interesting nuggets. John Harbaugh, all time leader in road playoff wins with eight uh, and. Since week nine, Baltimore Ravens are the third best defense behind the Patriots. And uh, I'm blanking on that second. I'm sorry, the, uh, um, and the Niners. But I, I just can't believe, I can't believe it. Like, that doesn't pass the eye test to me. So, to me, if Lamar is able to go, boy, this is a, a pretty sneaky dog. I just don't think he's going to go. And I, it sounds like he's definitely not 100%. I am right there with you. It is certainly a murky situation, but... We've got a very interesting one going down with the Miami Dolphins as well as have some quarterback situations. We get that next on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. If you are looking for a betting edge on on football's biggest games, well, Vsin as you cover, become a Vsin Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to daily recaps of top plays made by VEASAN shows and guests, tools like our betting split set, let you see where the money and the bets are moving for every single game, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for all the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, bets, bets, and all the big game props. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99 to become a part of the Sports Betting Network as at vsin.com slash subscribe as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vsin, the Sports Betting Network, being rejoined by Ryan Kramer. And Ryan, I know that you do great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and I know that you guys are going to be diving into this as well because we were talking about the quarterback controversy with the Baltimore Ravens, what's going to be happening over there with the Miami Dolphins. It's a big question mark as to what you're going to be getting here as well. Because if Skylar Thompson is starting for the Dolphins, I think that they've got about as good of a chance as me and you of winning that game. Meanwhile, it does look like Teddy Bridgewater, if needed, he should be good to go. The Tua situation, that is looming over the heads of the Miami Dolphins as well. As they're currently 9.5 point underdogs in this game. What do you stand in terms of this Dolphins versus Bills game? Because I do think that it's a circumstance where I think feel like I could trust Teddy Bridgewater a little bit. Obviously, Tua would be the best situation for the Miami Dolphins, but, I mean, it's just a dangerous and tricky game that the Miami Dolphins have to play with that. I certainly think these big, big spreads are, you know, being either rematches or third games in a series. It's always tricky because, obviously, divisional defenses tend to show up. I do think that in a situation like this, too, like, uh, pretty strong trend. If you kind of dive into schedule strength of schedule and who ended up with the stronger strength of schedule in terms of ATS record in the wild card round. In that case, it actually points to Miami here. I also think, you know, obviously what's gone on in Buffalo has been very publicly reported. And if you want to talk about a team, that's just going to be straight up America's team this postseason, it's going to be the Bills. So I think it's going to be hard to look to want to back the Bills in, in many situations uh, with, with how much love they're going to get. And I think, you know, as funny, as crazy as it sounds, like I don't mind a Teddy Bridgewater game here 
He's he's been a he's been a dog in his career. He's shown up in some big spots, and in a, in a third game of a series in a divisional matchup where we can catch ten and a half points uh, or north of ten, that's interesting. Now that the numbers come down short of ten, it makes me wonder if we really are expecting Tua to be out there. And if that's the case, like I I don't know. Like I know the NFL probably doesn't get involved in this kind of stuff, but with what has taken place with both Tua. And, and just medical situations with the bills of late, it, it does seem like a little bit extra caution of maybe not rolling two out, out there too early. I mean, I know I, I heard Mike McDaniel say he's not going to play two until he's ready next year. I don't know if that was a slip or if that was just him being real, but I, I think if this is Teddy Bridgewater, like you said, I'm intrigued. If this is Skylar Thompson, I, I don't know. And that's the, that becomes one of those games where then it's like, Hey, the bills love to run up the score on teams that are just flat out inferior to them. And I think a Skylar Thompson led dolphins team just won't be able to keep up on the scoreboard. So as much as I'd love to fade this team, like, like you were saying, it comes down to that quarterback situation. And right now with the number and the uncertainty, it, it's hard to look to the dolphins, but it's also super hard to do anything with the bills. Yep. And I think that a lot of taking the line right now is how you see it moving forward. Because if you think that Tua is going to go, you're getting good value right now with the nine, nine and a half. If you think it's Skylar Thompson, you probably want to be fading all day. And Teddy Bridgewater, eh, it's probably a relatively correct number. And I do think that ultimately it probably would be Teddy Bridgewater when it's all said and done. But boy, a lot of question marks that extend beyond handicapping in terms of this quarterback situation. And I think the answer is to be determined. Anyone that does have the answer right now, I would like to be able to pick your brain because I think that this is one where we don't know exactly what is going to be going down there. I can tell you what's going to be going down here. A very interesting game. The Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Two teams that I really don't want to be betting on. As a matter of fact, if I could just fade both teams, be able to make money, I would love to be able to do so. Unfortunately, with the juice, I would not be able to do so. But with that said, we've got the Dallas Cowboys at two and a half point favor with a total of 45 and a half. This was three a little bit earlier and at three, I honestly didn't think it was the world's worst value with the Buccaneers. I can't advocate for taking two and a half right now in this game. Meanwhile, I can't lay it with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not sure if you've got a little bit more conviction on this one, but I don't want any part of either of these teams. Yeah, I mean, obviously, sitting looking at the money splits and seeing Tampa as a relatively public team at this point explains the line movement. Also, is disgusting. Uh, this is a team that they're in the playoffs, fourth team ever to win their division with a sub 500 record, and like you mentioned, they're just not a team that you're looking to get behind. If not for some some fun fourth quarters against some not very good teams. Uh, this, this team might not even be in the postseason uh, in lieu of the Carolina Panthers. And so not a, got, not a fan of taking the Cowboys either, like you said. And, and really, to me, it comes down to the form of Dak Prescott. I, I know a lot of people have been kind of making excuses for his play. Oh, it's the line play. Oh, the, you know, the defense isn't playing well. The, uh, he's just making bad throws. I think if you watched that Commanders game last week and you watched him almost throw a pick six and then go back to the same well and throw a pick six, Obviously there's some things that aren't working at full capacity down there. And if, if there's one kind of defense that I think, you know, is going to go for it, is going to be aggressive could potentially create those same types of mistakes for or for Dak Prescott, similarly to the Washington defense, it's this Todd Bowles led defense. And, and I think what I liked down the stretch was just seeing Tom Brady, Brady make some connections to those wide receivers. So I'm certainly only going to look to the dog here. I've, one of the legs that I would lock in uh, to a teaser. I don't think there's much much risk of this flipping around to be Tampa being the favorite, but I do think that the money's right, uh, correct right now to be coming in on Tampa. And and again, like the the fact that this is the Monday night game too, Greg. Like this is hey. I, I hate that they put this on an island as if this is the best playoff game. This is honestly the one playoff game where it's just like, ah, do we really need to see this one again? Yep, I mean, we've drawn so many bad Monday night games this year and Thursday games as well. Fortunately, we're not going to have a Thursday game in the playoffs, but boy, I mean, putting up with the Denver Broncos all year long was not a lot of fun. The Commanders versus the Chicago Bears. I mean, need we go down to memory lane and not necessarily good memory lane with all those primetime games. 
This is a game that I think is going to be very intriguing, and it's going to be the opener. This one I think is one of the lesser ones as well. It is the Seattle Seahawks on the road against the San Francisco 49ers. The only holdup I have is whether or not it's easy to knock off a team three times in the same season because you always hear people saying that narrative, but you take a look at the numbers across all sports and I feel like it might be a little bit of an overdrawn narrative. And before you were needing to lay 10 with the 49ers, this has come down to a nine and a half. I just take a look at the Seattle Seahawks team and I know that they're getting to see the 49ers out for a third time, but I just don't think that they belong on the same field as them. And quite honestly, they got really lucky to be able to make it into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the the scenario for them to get in, it kept two teams, both Detroit and Green Bay, are more fit to be in the playoffs. Uh, honestly, the fact that we have Geno Smith as a pro bowler this year is, speaks just, just how great of a coach Pete Carroll really is. Between the polish he put on Russell Wilson uh, and the fact that Gino was balling, like this team buys into his system, the defense, he knows how to coach that up. Uh, that being said, they, you saw it. They said they fizzled out. They, they peaked at the wrong time, probably week, week eight or nine. And this San Francisco team has made easy work of them both times. So I, to me, I, I think you could follow some of the money, see how, see why the number pushed south of 10. But to me, this is the, this is the game to be cute. It is Pete Carroll. It is against a rookie quarterback in the postseason. So there's always a possibility. That being said, if I'm if I'm getting involved in Seattle, it's because the defense has done something. So I'm probably looking into the prop market, whether that's Brock Purdy to throw an interception, whether that's an anytime Seattle defensive touchdown. I think that the only way Seattle makes a game of this, and if I'm looking to bet Seattle, I'm much more inclined to play something in the prop market like that. Uh, but I will note. The rain, the weather that San Francisco is expected to to have, it, it shockingly hurts Seattle and their their passing game. I think a little bit more could be a huge game for Christian McCaffrey if you're playing any of the fantasy, the playoff fantasy stuff. I this to me, this is the game that we could be starting the playoffs off with a hey that this this reminded me a little bit of the national championship game. And getting Debo Samuel back to closer to 100% as well for the San Francisco 49ers. That is huge, but not as huge as getting you on the show, Ryan. You do absolutely amazing work over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I always appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Cheers. Best of luck this weekend. Absolutely. Ryan Kramer is in postseason form. He always does amazing work when he joins me right here on the Greg Peterson Experience. And we've taken a look at some NFL plays for this weekend. Now let's give you some plays for Wednesday as I dive into my DK Nation pick for college basketball on Wednesday next year on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. With the start of the new year, BetRivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, BetRivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more as it is a whole new game. We're back here for the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience here on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by Ryan Kramer. Does great work over at the at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Took a look at the last two segments at the NFL playoffs, and we're going to be doing so all throughout the week here on the Greg Peterson Experience. But we've got some sweats for Wednesday that we need to take you through as well. So getting you set for the weekend. At the same time, we're getting you covered here for the day-in and day-out betting action. And speaking of which, if you're listening on VEASAN.com, the iHeartRadio app, you're able to go down the list. Coming up 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. It's Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Paul Howard, along with our good friends now at Sports Map Radio. Great to be on there as well as a lot of affinity for the good people over at Sports Map Radio. Actually, was a former intern back when they were known as Yahoo Sports Radio. So, really nice to have everything coming full circle there. But that said, Mitch Moss, Paul Howard on Follow the Money, they've got you covered. A little bit of everything. What we all saw from Tuesday, I'm sure that they're going to have reaction to Kentucky losing as. Right around a 19-point favorite, South Carolina. A little bit less than savory. Getting you guys set for this big NFL wildcard weekend, as we're calling it, Super Wildcard Weekend. So we've got a little bit of that going on, and we've got a superb day in college basketball as well. As we've got north of 60 days that are good, or 60 games that are going to be going down, and we've got a big one going down between TCU and Texas. So let's dive into 747-748. This is going to be the basis of my write-up for Wednesday as TCU is between a six to a six half point underdog. Your total on this game, finding the low point being a 142.5, finding as high as a 143.5 as well. And right up here, it's going to be based around this total under. We got a pair of teams that rank in the top 25 nationally in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. And for Texas, it's been the wide range of totals for them as they gave up 118 points last week against Kansas State. And also last week, gave up. 46 points to Oklahoma State, and with all the ups and downs, they still rank 23rd in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. They do a very solid job of being able to generate turnovers, and really both of these teams are able to do so, as both of these teams, they rank in the top 15 nationally in terms of turnovers forced on a per-possession basis, and actually right next to each other. Texas number 12 with this regard, TCU number 11, and you've got a uh, TCU bunch at having a really tough time knocking down threes. 29.7% is what they are shooting from three-point range. And in a road and neutral court environment, this sips down to 28.9%. Now, I will say that number is a little bit misleading because they were without a pair of guys in Mike Miles along with Emmanuel Miller. Towards the beginning part of the season, Miller is giving you 13.5 points per game, and he is by far the team's best three-point shooter at north of 45% from three. You've been able to get really good production out of Miles, north of 18 points, chips in there. Right around three assists, five plus rebounds per game. I like his overall game. And DC, one of the better teams you're going to find on the glass in all of college basketball in Texas. They've been able to do a solid job in terms of rebounding as well. You've got a pair of guys in Timmy Allen and Dylan Mitchell that will be able to combine for six or for 12 rebounds per game. And you take a look at Mitchell, and he's a really good set sheet sufferer. He'll give you right around 10 points per game. He's been able to chip in there a trio of assists. But when it comes to this Texas backcourt, it is all based around Marcus Carr. Marcus Carr was, let me call it what it is, a little bit of a disappointment for Texas last season. He's really been able to ascend and get down this style as he's been able to deliver for the team 17.5 points, four assists, 1.7 seals per game, shooting 44% from three-point range. Tyrese Hunter has played very well with him, 12 points per game. His steals are down from a season ago, but he's still been rock solid. And you take a look at Marcus Carr and the way that he has been able to perform recently and he has really been able to ascend a combined 83 points in his last four games, so an average of 20.8 points per game in that time span. Has really been able to do a solid job cutting down on the turnovers as well. Just one and a half turnovers per game for him as well. So I like the way that he's been able to perform. And for Texas, just all about having a little bit more of 
a uh, clarity with how things are going to be going moving forward because Rodney Terry, he was the former head coach over at Fresno State and UTEP. He is now the interim head coach because Chris Beard got canned last week due to the very unsavory off-the-court situation. I think that that's the best way of being able to put it. That was involving him and Texas in their first game without him. They gave up those 46 points to Oklahoma State. While things were still in flux, they gave up 118 points to Kansas State. And no question about it, there was more at play than just a little bit of the cloud as to whether or not Chris Beard was going to be back or not. But I do think that it does put this Texas team in a little bit better mindset. Now they know exactly what they're going to be getting moving forward. So that helps them out quite a bit. But I feel like DCU just being a little bit undervalued in the market. It's a team that got off to a rough start to the season. Very new, nearly losing to Arkansas Pine Bluff. They lose to a Northwestern State team that honestly I think is the best team out there in the Southland now. You can say what you will about the Southland, but I think that they're the best team in that conference. So that's a little bit of a ringing endorsement for them. And this is a spot where I did set Texas as only a five-point favorite. So getting six to six and a half, I think you've got good value on TCU. But what I'm going to be doing the write-up on is this total. I like it under two very good defenses going at it. Recognize that both of these teams do play a little bit more up-tempo. But I think that both of these defenses are going to be able to hold up at the point of attack. I think that you're going to be seeing lots and lots of turnovers. That would make Sarah Lee very happy. So we're going to be taking a look at the under with the DK and H pick. And I'm also going to be taking a look at the points when it comes to this TCU bunch as well. You've got one game out there in the Pac-12. So let's hit this right now. 763, 764 on the betting board. Washington State plays host to Cal. The Cal Golden Bears are between an 11.5 and a 12-point underdog. Total on this game is hanging between 126.5 and 127. And you've got two slugs that are going to be going at it. Washington State, in terms of total possessions per game, they've been able to get there at a slow, grimy pace all season long. 331st in the country in terms of possessions per game, and I think the Cal is going to be very, very interested in obliging. 345th in the country in terms of possessions per game, and Cal has been doing the opposite of lighting it up with their offense. Both of these teams really have been turning the ball over a little bit too much. Both of these teams between 13.5 and, and 14 turnovers per game. In terms of turnovers on a per-possession basis, two of the lesser teams in all of college basketball. The thing that separates Washington State is, though, that they shoot a little bit over 37% from three-point range. They've got Mo Amagay, who's going to be able to do a very solid job down low. Eight and a half rebounds. He's been able to give you 13 and a half points per game. With Cal, you got Lars Simon, who's been able to give you a double-figure amount of points, six rebounds per game. But he's really the only guy that gives you north of four rebounds per game for this Cal team. Cal has been without Devin Askew the last few games. And honestly, I think it might be a little bit of an upgrade for Cal, as strange as it sounds, as... Askew has been the team's top scorer, chipping in their 17 points, three assists per game, but it just feels like the last few games without him, the offense has actually been running significantly better as they've been looking to someone like a Grant Newell to be able to take off. How about this team? They've been able to get a little bit of better production out of someone like a Jalen Brown. Brown has been able to do a solid job of being able to chip in there right around three assists per game. He's able to give you some points, so that has been very helpful. And when it comes to this Cal team, it's just been a team of a little bit of question mark in general for last few seasons as the offense has not been able to get going but I think what else is very key for the team is that when they lost seven askew they were able to finally get out there on the floor Dewan Clayton he's in his seventh year of college basketball this man is a Van Wilder of the Pac-12 he spent many years with Cobb State he spent a year over at Hartford so he is out there and he has been able to give the team 13 and a half points right around three assists per contest I do think that we're going to see a little bit of regression. He has never necessarily been a great three-point shooter. A sub-30% three-point shooter throughout his career, but he's able to help out guys like Kune Kune. He's able to just create a little bit more spacing for the team. So I do think that that's a little bit of an upgrade, but I think that this is going to be a grimy, low-possession game. I think that Washington State is going to be able to control things at the point of attack. And when it comes to Washington State, you've got one of my favorite players, Justin Boom Boom Powell. He's been able to have an assist to turnover ratio of three thus far this season. A double-figure scorer that comes in from Auburn and Tennessee with right in that neighborhood about 10.5 points, three assists per game. And then TJ Bamba, he's been able to shoot 36.5% from three-point range, 15 points out of him. So I do like this Washington State team coming off of a very nice upset win over Arizona. And make no bones about it. Washington State, sure, their record is 7-10, and 10, but if you take a look at these losses, they've been close but no cigar against really good competition as 
They were able to take Baylor down to the bitter end in the great state of Texas. They lose in overtime to Utah. They lose a little bit of a heartbreaker against UNLV in the city of Las Vegas. They played Utah State in not necessarily the world's greatest game there, but they lose by one point to UCLA. So, I mean, this team has been very close in a lot of these circumstances. So, it's a situation where I did set Washington State as a 14.5 point favorite. I'm going to be willing to lay the number. Made my total 124.5 with both of these teams being just two of the biggest tortoises out there in all of college basketball. So, looking at the under, and I'm going to be willing to lay the points with Washington State. And that leads us to our, our number three pro tip here on the Greg Peterson Experience. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all these. You're able to sort them by show and by sport. And the biggest pro tip I can give you in terms of taking a look at some of these early lines in the NFL is if you've got a good feel as to whether or not one of these quarterbacks that is, and I air quotes here, questionable, is slash is not going to go, bet the line right now. Like, if you think that Tua Tagovailoa is going to be going for the Dolphins, take the 9.5 right now. If you think it's going to be Skylar Thompson, you probably want to be fading the Dolphins. Never fade, follow the money, though. Mitch Boss, Paul Howard, they come your way 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 